welcome to another episode of the Always Worthy Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Windley-Speckman. Today's episode is actually brought to you by a couple of listeners. They posted in the Always Worthy Podcast group asking a question. And um, while I am talking about it, you can actually ask your questions and post your comments. If you'd like to post anonymously, you can do that option as well, but you can find the group by searching Always Worthy Podcast in Facebook, and then I'll accept you once you have sent that request. But anyway, (laughs) this uh, episode is brought to you by a couple of listeners, so I'm going to answer some of their questions today, and um, I'm really glad that they were asked because there are a couple of amazing questions. So, The first question comes from Cheyenne C. And she says, how do you feel about your body choices without feeling like you're contributing to the beauty industry? I recently got my braces removed and I'm scheduled for a cleaning so I can get them whitened. My teeth have bothered me for a really long time. I also dislike the 11s in my forehead and I get Botox every three months to fill them. I just found you on TikTok, and one of your videos highlights the wave thing that you found on Amazon. All of these are part of the beauty industry. How do you make sure that we're doing it because we want to and not because others think that's how it should be done? Like I said, that is an excellent question. And just so that everyone knows, the um, the wave thing that she was talking about... Um, I, Somebody had asked me to do a tutorial on how I do my like beach waves in my hair. And so I just kind of did a tutorial on that. And um, she's one of my followers on on TikTok. Uh, So thank you, Cheyenne, for being a follower and also listening to the podcast. I love you. Um, And this question is great. And it does give me an opportunity to share my thoughts and feelings about this topic. So... Um, Cheyenne is right. All of the things that she mentions are things that we do to enhance our physical appearance. So now to answer a question. I'm very, very big into body autonomy. Usually that phrase is referred to when speaking about like pro-life and pro-choice, but that's not what I'm referring to when I speak about this phrase. So what I mean by body autonomy is the capacity of an agent to act in accordance with objective personal integrity rather than under the influence of others. So let me just start by saying that I would never judge anyone for their decisions on what they decide to do with their body. And that's why I believe so strongly in body autonomy. We're all different and we all get to decide what is right and what aligns with our own personal belief system and what we're striving for in the future because we can still be striving to do better um, and not be perfect now. To some, getting breast enhancement might feel like the right thing to do for them, and some, it might not. And the difference between them is being able to tell the difference of why you feel like you need to make those changes or enhancements. So do you feel that it is in alignment with your personal style or integrity, or do you feel like this might be a change you feel you need to make due to outside influence? I've spoken about this before, but the beauty industry, as well as the fitness industry, makes us feel like there is something wrong with us. 
And they tried to sell us like firming creams, waist trainers, and shoes that are, are somehow going to firm up our booty. <laughs> a lot of the time, uh, we, we didn't know anything was wrong with our body until industries that are driven by profit tell us that there are things that we need to fix about ourselves. When we come into this world, we really have no idea what is considered the ideal body, air quotations, or the idea of what beauty should look like. We learn as we grow up from outside influences. I think think of it very similar to fashion. So for me personally, I will not wear mom jeans, okay? <laughs> That's just a style choice for me. Um, it's just not my style, okay? But but it's on trend for everyone else. But just because it's popular and everyone is wearing them doesn't mean that I'm going to hop on that train also. I'm not I'm I'm also not going to manipulate my style just because of a trend that's going on. So we all have different feelings about what's good for our bodies. And I don't feel like it's right to judge another person by telling them that what they're doing with their personal body is wrong. So, I mean, um, Cheyenne, if you like to get your teeth whitened and that makes you feel good about your body, then good. Do it. Good for you. You should definitely do that. And I 100% support that. And let me just be clear. I'm not saying that Cheyenne was like was judging me in any way. I don't, I didn't, I wasn't feeling like that at all. I'm just trying to say, you know, with body autonomy, we, we can decide what's best for our body while, and decide that if somebody else makes different choices, then that's their own body autonomy, right? So going back to fashion, if I wore mom jeans, I know, I know I would feel good in them, but when Excuse me. If I wore mom jeans, I know I wouldn't feel good in them. But if I'm like wearing a dress, then I feel really good. Um, but to some people, they feel like they look awesome in mom jeans. And that's great. And some people are just, they're just not dress people. You know, I feel like wearing a dress is like wearing pajamas because it's super comfy. Um, but some people would just prefer to wear mom jeans. You know, mom jeans might be comfortable to somebody and they might love the way that they it looks on them. So you can kind of see where I'm coming from. So it's okay to contribute to the beauty industry as long as you're not doing things influenced by the outside, but from your personal belief system on what you feel is right for your life and your body. So I hope that that helps, you know, Cheyenne, just kind of thinking about Is the world making you feel like you need to make these changes or is it something that's within your style? Or of course, of course, you know, when we're being swayed by the world, we all want to be more beautiful and we all want to be thinner and we all want to be more fit. Um, But when we dissect those beliefs and think about why we're feeling them, I think that's when we're able to really think about what our personal belief system is. Um, Like, I wouldn't, um, like, it's just not something that I do to, like, do laser hair removal. Um, But a lot of women do that for their pubic area, their armpits. um, And I just don't feel like 
I need to do that. It's just not in alignment with my personal belief system. But for other people to do that, you know, that's great. Maybe they grow, maybe their hair grows super fast. And, you know, I don't understand other people's situations. And I think it's good for us to just understand that we all have body autonomy. Again, thank you so much, Cheyenne, for your question. You're awesome. And if you have further questions about what I just said, you are more than welcome to reach out to me personally. Okay, our next question comes from Caitlin N. And she says, how do I talk to my family about not projecting self-hate onto my kids? I've been taught my whole life that I should hate my body by my mom and my grandma because they also hate their bodies for not being skinny. I'm working on body acceptance because I don't want to pass that on to my kids. How can I bring this up to my mom and grandma gently? I, I guess would be a good term. I would love for them to practice their own body acceptance, but if they refuse, how can I convince them to not speak about it in front of myself and my kids? I suffer from self-hate and binge eating, so I don't want to hear, hear it from them just as much as I don't want my kids to hear it from me. Thank you. Okay, Caitlin. Jeez Louise. That is a great question. And first, let me say, I am so sorry that you had to go through that. I think that's um, a story that I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast can resonate with um, because a lot of our own body image did come from our mothers, our sisters, our grandmothers, our friends, you know, just generations of that kind of self-harm and and body image deprecation. So this is an excellent question and I think it should be talked more about. So thank you for bringing it to the podcast again. We did have an episode um, about how we can help our friends become, how we can help our children become friends with their body and it is an episode with Emily Perfect um, and she is kind of a partner with um Oh, I forgot the name of the company, but it's a company in the UK that helps kids to with body image and just being friends with their body. So if you haven't listened to that, I do recommend going back and listening to that. Um, I apologize. I don't know what episode number it is, but uh, it shouldn't be too far back. But let me go ahead and answer this question. But like I said, thank you so much. It is important. And I think a lot of people who have children also now find this important because we know firsthand how miserable it can be and what a black hole that negative body image is. So uh, there was somebody who actually commented on Caitlin's question in the Always Worthy uh, Facebook group and I just wanted to read it because it was really well said and I think she deserves credit uh, with her response. So this is from McKenna D., and she says, this can be so tricky because we are really only in control of our own actions and experiences. However, I found that creating a space where I can talk openly about my love for my body and the importance of taking care of it gives others permission to let go of some of their own trauma around their bodies. 
Making sure to communicate fair boundaries to the people I love has been helpful. So for example, she says, I'm only able to be your workout buddy if we don't discuss weight loss, earning, food slash calories, and if it's balanced with mental and emotional health skills as well. If that isn't something that you're able to do at this time, I will not be able to be your workout buddy. While the ideal would be to have no one talk poorly about their bodies or others' bodies, interacting with and following and voicing support or body positive people can really help kids find the right type of people to base their self-love journey off of, including a variety of plus-size representation in art, books, and movies that you can consume with your children. I just love that McKenna said that and I completely agree. And I know this is so much easier said than done, but you do have to set boundaries with your parents and and your grandparents. You know, it's hard because growing up, they were the ones who had to kind of set boundaries with you. So when you flip the shoe on the other foot, it just, it's, it's really hard. (laughs) And when somebody's like, yeah, set, set boundaries, it, I know it's so much harder um, and said than done. So please don't, I don't want to take away from that, okay? Not at all. Um, And sometimes I think a lot of us imagine a conversation with the person we have to set boundaries with as hostile and controversial, but I really don't think that it has to be. Uh, You don't even have to accuse them of doing harm to your kids or even you when you were growing up. So... Uh, Let me also say, of course, that you're a very strong person and you have done all that self-acceptance work with so many generations of destructive self-image projecting. You could speak to your family and say, for example, um, it's very important that my children do not grow up thinking their body is the enemy, but to appreciate what it does for them. If you could please help me to teach them by not speaking badly about your body when my children or myself are around. And, you know, if if they're your mom or your, your grandma, you'd think that they'd want to help you in that endeavor. Um, you know, I don't know them, of course, but I'm sure that they love you and they want what's best for their kids. So... I just think that the conversation can come, it doesn't have to be a long one, you know, it can just be plainly said where you don't have to accuse them of giving you your own uh, negative body image if you don't want to. But ultimately, it is up to them if they want to honor your wishes But what I also think is important is to teach your children that no matter what, they will be trained to hate their body by media, by friends, ads, TV shows, movies, social media, everywhere. Places and people you won't even be able to reach or shield your children from. So I think it's really important to create a arsenal of resilience inside them to begin with. And I'm sure you're doing a great job at this, um, but resilience with body image is key. So that's what we want to help build in our kids so that they can recognize what might be a trigger for a negative body image. So for example, let's say you're watching TV together and a commercial comes on for like some cellulite cream or something. 
Uh, you can remind your children that there, you know, isn't anything wrong with having or showing cellulite and remind them that it is a profit-driven industry wanting to earn as much money as possible. So if you just find those little learning opportunities for your kids when they do hear if they do hear negative uh, self-talk from your mother or your grandmother they're gonna say in their head you know that's not normal and they should appreciate their body for what it does for them I know that's what I had to do when I like to say I had to reparent myself because all of that negative self-talk was so normal to me But now it's extremely triggering, but not in a bad way triggering, when I hear someone talk badly about themselves or if I see an ad for um, just, you know, something like cellulite cream or, or any ad that kind of makes you feel like you're not enough. I, I know that that's not true and I've built that resilience inside me. And so little Rachel, um... So Big Rachel was able to parent Little Rachel and now they've become become one and they understand the world and their body a little bit better. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. I, it might just make sense in my head, but I <laughs> tried to explain it as well as possible. So um, if you hear someone say something negative about their body, you can remind them that their body does a lot for them and that they should be grateful for that fact. So just finding little learning opportunities here and there with your kids. I'm not sure how old they are, um, but I think at any age, it would be great. Well, I I hope I answered both of your questions adequately, and I thank you so much again for asking. Remember, you all can um, ask questions too by following the Always Worthy podcast on Facebook, and we also do have an Instagram And that is going to be linked in the show notes. Uh, The Facebook group will also be linked in the show notes. You can follow my personal Instagram page as well. And that is linked in the bio of the Always Worthy Podcast page on Instagram. So if you'd like to follow me personally, uh, please do. I have some... Lately, I've been having fun with um, my plus size, what I call fat fashion. (laughs) So it's been really fun for me to kind of explore... Um, fat fashion. (laughs) Uh, Also, please, 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 please leave a review. I, I have a lot of listeners and I literally only have four reviews with comments. Just four. So if you can, please leave a review on whatever Uh, whatever platform you're using to listen to this those help me so much and they I really can't tell you how much they help me so if you have time and you have something positive to say (laughs) please leave a review and uh, rate the podcast it would seriously mean so much to me but for now please remember be whatever you are right now no more hiding and no more fixing you were and are always worthy (laughs) 